0: Wednesday, June 22nd, JustBaseball.com is officially a year old today. The Yankees are the best team ever created, and O'Neill Cruz has arrived. We have a lot of fun topics, and that's not even all the things we're going to get into this episode. But Peter, you asked before we started, can we start with the Yankees? Normally, I'd be like, no, Peter. Now you've got all the leeway in the world, man. The the Yankees get all the airtime they want and you deserve because they are 50 and
1: freaking 17, Peter. So the Yankees are 50 and 17. And I posted on Twitter, which kind of came back to backfire on me. I said, it's Christmas morning every day watching the Yankees. (laughs) What I meant by that is that every single day, and this is the first time, I mean, Even 2009, like we weren't like this, this start for the Yankees through 65 games. So it's a little bit old was the fifth best start by any team in the history of baseball. It feels like Christmas morning. They win every day. I was on the phone with my dad talking about the 98 Yankees where they won almost. I was going to say the 98 Yankees. Just like that. Not 2009. So it's really nothing I've ever seen with my eyes. And I thought about bringing a ton of stats to this about the Yankees. And but James Smith on Twitter, who's a big Yankee reporter, he kind of just summed it up for me. Listen to this arm. Listen to this. Yankees score the most runs and have allowed the fewest. They have the highest slugging percentage and allow the lowest slugging percentage. They have MLB's best record by over six games over the Mets and the best run differential by over 31 over the Dodgers best record versus winning teams and best record versus losing teams. They have the best home record and they have the best road record. Oh my fucking God. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like they're the best team. I think, I think like just around the diamond, they got the best offense. All four, all five of their starting pitchers got an ERA in the twos or the minuscule threes with Garrett Cole, just almost throwing a no hitter. I was going to say, that's where I wanted to go. Clay Holmes just broke Mariano Rivera's scoreless inning streak. We don't see this every day. And I don't mean to be the Yankee fan. That's just freaking out. I'm not trying to be that. I am really saying regardless if I was a fan or not, this is one of the greatest starts to a season we have ever seen. Like I said,
0: like I said, like I said in the, in the intro, any other time I'd be like, no, Peter, shut up. But like this, this time I'm with you, like, this is unbelievable. And if you think people are talking too much about the Yankees, you're wrong because like they deserve the airtime right now. What we're seeing is something you just have to appreciate. I know it would be better for most fans if it was like the rays doing it, but it doesn't really matter if you enjoy baseball. We'll get this masterpiece of a baseball team. All right. of the stats point, at, you know, to, to the direction like you said. But the pitching, every fifth day, you or not? I mean, sorry, every single day of the five guys through the rotation is going to be fun to watch. The lineup, you got a couple like random guys in there, but that's what makes them so good. They finally have some dudes that just put the bat on the ball. They filled their holes really with low-cost acquisitions, and then the bullpen is a joke. Uh, they're going to get Chapman back, and like that's like House's money. Whatever they get from Chapman is a bonus because they've been great without him. It is ridiculous what this team is doing, and uh, baseball reference has them at 99.9% chance to make the postseason, 21% chance to win the World Series, which is outrageously high to me because, like, it, really nobody should have better than an 8% chance, in my opinion, because it's so hard. That is just insane, and as we know, anything can happen, and, and I, I don't think we're giving the Yankees the World Series, but just appreciate what they're doing right now in the regular season, Garrett Cole losing a no hitter almost made it feel like the Yankees lost. Like that was the Seriously.
1: biggest adversity the Yankees have faced in recent memory. It's crazy. And just the resilience of this team too. Yes. They're never out of it. How about the fact they're two, two-0 two zero. They're winning over the Rays. Garrett Cole gives that up. Then Clay Holmes gives up the run. Now it's two, two never a doubt, never a doubt. And the Yankees won four, two. That's the way this team is. And dude, dude, If Hicks starts hitting like he's hitting, if Gallo starts hitting again. And then these guys are not big X factors, but they certainly help. Domingo Herman, Zach Britton, these guys help. And you know they're going to make a deadline move. I mean, Arum. I mean, they're the World Series favorites right now. And I've been waiting all season because I have said – they're gonna go through their ups and downs, and I still, do, I still think they're gonna go through a down. I'm like, sure there'll be surfing. some.
0: They of can't course, be. F- there has to be. They can't have. I don't know what their winning percentage is. I can't compute it, and I don't have it in front of me. But I don't think they're gonna sustain whatever their absurd. It's got to be like seven something winning percentage, whatever it is. Dude, they are 12 games above the Blue Jays, 12. and the Blue Jays are playing good ball. Like it's, it's, it's pretty wild. So, what last thing we'll say on the Yankees before we move to O'Neal, and then a lot of really fun topics today. I'm excited to get to. Uh what would the Yankees go get? I don't what, know. <laughs> what, what do they need? Like you're like, yeah, they'll make a move. I agree. Though I'm sure they'll do something. But but um, what? What do they need? Like, do they go get
1: an insane shortstop? Like, you know, there is areas in the bullpen that I think we could use. We could use a lefty because Litke has not been good. I mean, Wandy, right? Wandy's good, but he's not like a lefty specialist. Like, we need Wandy. Wandy Peralta, like he's been phenomenal. He came in, he's like can be a closer at some points. The changeup yeah. is he's just awesome, but we need, I think, another lefty because I don't know if Litke can really do it. And then Chapman, you know, we'll see. You don't know, I you mean, don't I'm, know. Not, I'm you like, like basically not even relying on him right like now. I don't right think now. you can. I don't think you can. That's why I said yeah. house is money. Well, Weizaga's had a tough season. I still do think that they could use another bullpen guy back That's- there, but it's so filled up. I mean, Ron Marinacho, I mean, come on now. He's the a freaking GOAT. beat. Like, all these dudes, they're so good. Down the lineup, it's all amazing. So I, sorry I, if, I, if you're getting annoyed by me being a Yankee fan, but it's amazing. It's amazing. A, a
0: quick note on, on Mario Uh, I was just out in Pensacola visiting uh, Griffin Conine and some of my other buddies. And Matt Mervis, who was recently on the Call Up podcast, who – uh, we became friendly friendly with was, was visiting uh, playing for the Tennessee Smokies in double. And I wanted to see him play, look up his numbers, Matt Mervis of the Cubs. If you're not familiar, he is one of the best stories right now in the minors undrafted free agent. That's now in double a opsing 991 uh But he was training in the Jersey area and uh, in the same place that Marinacho was, was training. And they asked him to step in and just kind of just be a batter in the box and look at it. And he was like, dude, that changeup is the most outrageous thing I've ever seen in my life. It looked like a left on left slider. And I was like, dude, no way. And he said, watch, he's going to be lights out. He's just got to find some semblance of command. It doesn't even have to be good. And I, I think, think we're that, seeing that. I, I think, think we're that's seeing the thing it. arm.
1: I don't think the command is that good. No, so, it's not. It doesn't look good, be. but he's so nasty. Yeah. Arm. I think if he figured out command, he could be a starter. He's got three pitches. He's got three legit pitches, like in a freak change that he could go to.
0: He could legit tell you like Devin Williams tell you it's Literally. coming and you won't hit it. You dude, I
1: think it. he could be a starter, but it's just a command. And I understand yeah. the command probably will never get there because he's really, you know, rangy and he's lanky. Here. And he's got a lot of moving parts to his mechanics, but still do whatever, whatever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't so even sad. matter. <laughs> it's so,
0: so awesome. I, I, I am. I am pretty amped. I'll tell you what, man, I love to hate on the Yankees and the Red Sox. Red Sox are playing good ball too. Uh, but I mean, I, I love watching this Yankees team. I got to admit it. And of course, friend of the show, Nestor Cortez is a guy that you, no matter how you stand on the Yankees, you got to root for that guy. And he just continue every time you think he's going to slow down, he continues to shove. But
1: he had one bout outing dropped his ERA to like one nine six. And now I'm wearing my murderers row hat for anybody <laughs> watching on YouTube. Come on, Yanks. All right. Objective <laughs> journalist. Now let's talk. Yeah, about of O'Neal course. Cruz.
0: So we got to talk O'Neill Cruz because. I know you guys talked plenty about him and I just really want to talk about the debut and then we're going to move into some of our other conversation topics that I'm excited about. Like, can the Braves catch the Mets? What's up with the angels? And then who would you rather be the Royals or the Tigers moving forward, which is kind of a funny topic, but O'Neal Cruz, you you made a TikTok reacting to, to this tweet from MLB pipeline, which was in three innings of his 2022 debut, he registered the hardest throw by an infielder in Major League Baseball this year at 96.7 miles per hour, which, by the way, I was still with, with the guys in A Pensacola when that clip showed on the TV, the highlights, a whole room of A guys busted out laughing their asses off from that throw. He also hit the hardest hit ball by a pirate this year at 112.9 miles per hour, 113 miles per hour, and the three fastest sprint speeds by a pirate, the fastest being 31.5 feet per second, what the hell, dude? What
1: the fuck is that? Actually, that's the craziest part about it. He Trey Turner, Trey Turner's like 31-2. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? In his debut, this isn't over a week. In three innings. In three innings. In three innings, people. Mm-hmm. In three innings, he set records <laughs> in three innings. Okay. I mean baseball I, is in a good spot i said it th- i said it this morning dude i was re-watching the game just uh, you know the condensed game that yeah. fourteen minute version because i watched the full game and i was like i just gotta watch this again bro this is the best <laughs> like i just have to watch it again i, I said in the group chat this morning it was like 7 30 in the morning so i just had my eyes you know kind of crusty but i said is o'neill cruz already the best player of all time <laughs> <laughs> he is actually doing
0: things in terms of like just raw skill set that I don't think we've ever really seen. And uh, that that is so cool and so good for baseball because this is the pirates that's getting this, this guy, right? Like we talk about the big market teams, always getting those freak prospects that come up. Like Jason Dominguez is always getting the hype. And that's what I think everyone was expecting. And, you know, maybe he can get there, but to, for the pirates to have this guy is so good for baseball and the pirates also, are starting to look fun, man. I'm not saying they're going to compete for a playoff spot, but they're turning into a team that's much more fun to watch. Jack Sawinski has been awesome. They call up Leo Paguero, who's a top 100 guy. Rowan Contreras is pitching as we speak and, you know, is lights out when he's on and, and, and really fun to watch. This is a team that's starting to have those young players make their way up and they're really fun to watch. The Pirates are going to be good pretty soon. And I mean, they're not even that bad right now. Like they're, they're getting there and, uh, Again, good for baseball to have more competitive, more fun teams. But, yeah, we had to just mention that O'Neill Cruz debut. He couldn't have had a better one if he wanted to. I'm
1: jumping on the Pirates bandwagon, dude. Yeah. Last oh, night's win was so much fun. Dan yeah. Vogel back is a beast so brian hayes <laughs> yeah. is like the best fielder in the entire sport like that, yes. that's not i'm not being you know typical peter where i'm just like oh this guy's the greatest of all time like a brian hayes by defensive run he's saved, up there. the best yeah. infielder in the sport he's insane. and then you have jack sawinski who's so awesome and you're gonna have nick gonzalez who's gonna come up but he just had some injury news so that's yeah, another absolutely. thing so, but if we're just i mean brian reynolds is one of the best outfielders in the sport and and he's just heating up He's just eating up like they, this is a
0: very fun team. And they've got, I think, a, a top five system in baseball, too, with guys climbing up very quickly. Henry Davis will be there before long. He could be there as soon as next year. You need a catcher, too. Like that. They need Henry Davis, which is going to be he there right in. He's going to come in quick, too, I think. He's going to. He's one of those guys that I think will, will climb through the minors really quickly. This is a fun team. And, and I'm excited to see where they, they continue to go because they're doing it right. Uh, you got to give Charrington credit. Ben is doing a good job, and and the future is
1: definitely bright in Pittsburgh. What about arms? Because Royce, you know, I was just talking. We were talking pre-record. He's disgusting. He's so nasty. I mean, he's got great stuff, but a lot of three-two counts. Like it's I just know. gonna man. It's command, it's, it's, it's we'll get the command thing. Keller has been looking better lately. I'm, um, but you know, we'll see, I, but I still do like him. Like I, you know, I think he can be, I think a he's a strong. fine
0: rotation arm. Yeah. I,
1: you know, honestly arms is a good question, Peter, because yeah.
0: if I were the pirates, I'd be, I'd be looking to go arm heavy in this draft because I don't love Quinn Priester. Uh, I'm not huge on Quinn Priester. And, and he has really struggled so far this year. He's been hurt. Just kind of got back into action. Hasn't been great. And then outside of him, they drafted Anthony Solomito. I like him. I think he could be a good piece. But Mike Burroughs is interesting, could be solid. But other than that, I mean, they don't really have that many arms. I think if they make any trades, they should be looking for pitching prospects. And then pitching-wise, I would go heavy on arms in the draft, and then they're in good shape. They have so many bats. It's insane. So many good bats. Just get some arms. Yep. And I think they will. They're in great shape. And I would say the Braves, man, when we get into now Braves-Mets, Two teams that we love to talk about the offense, but what do you think has really gotten into the Braves here? I think it's been a little bit of everything. Pitching is finally coming together. Charlie Morton looked like Charlie Morton. We talked about that on the last episode, Jack and I did. Uh, but also Spencer Strider, he's pitching as we speak. So I really hope he's not getting shelled when we're gonna gas up Spencer
1: Strider. We finish Check. recording. We go we're back recording during the seven o'clock games. Yes. Um it make is make sure bottom- Strider's
0: not sucking before I before I really gas him up. Strider.
1: One inning, one walk, one strikeout. Okay. Dominated. So he's great. Uh Spencer strider has been in Pirates are winning one zero, by the way. Ooh. And I'm on okay. Pirates first five and Braves first five. So, you know, we're tracking it because, you know, why I went Pirates first five arm. I just, I, I had to follow the energy of the Pirates. I think they're the um, best team in baseball now.
0: Dude, you saw what happened with the, with the Tigers when, when uh, Riley Green debuted. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that was all Riley Green, but I think it injects some life. It, it injects positive uh, just energy in there. Now when people are in the clubhouse, it's not, why are you sucking? Why are you sucking? That's what the reporters are going to ask and said, it's Riley Green's here. You know, let's go. And Torkelson's starting to swing it. So yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the Braves though. And Strider looks like he could be Oh, dynamite, like lights out dark horse rookie of the year type of guy. If they give him some more run as a starter, 68 Ks and 44 innings going into this start. Ian Anderson starting the show signs of life. Charlie Morton looking great. Freed looks like a bona fide ace. And then Acuna back to being Acuna. Ozuna starting to swing it. Michael Harris is a stud. Dan to be Swanson, bro. Like we said last time, we need a new barometer for average at shortstop because he's well above average right now. in almost every way you look at it. Can the Braves catch the Mets? Because guess what? Max Scherzer is on a rehab start as we're recording right now, a few hours away from us in
1: Binghamton. I have a weird way of going around this. Does it matter? They're both. That is a great question. It Does it really like, matter? It, it doesn't. doesn't matter. They're both making the playoffs because you can make the argument arm right now. I mean, with the Dodgers reeling, you know, with Bueller being injured, with Mookie on the shelf, the Braves are the second best team in the National League behind who? The New York Mets? Yeah. Like, and then the Cardinals are probably right after. And then you have the Potters and the Giants. But I would say the two best teams right now in the National League are the Braves and the Mets. It's almost like, will the Blue Jays catch the Yankees? Who cares? Because they're gonna yeah. make the playoffs anyway. I mean, that's what it's gonna be. But just to focus on the Braves for a second of how good they have been, because I do think that they can catch the Mets. That's how good they are. Yeah. We talk about the Mets getting Scherzer back. We talk about the Mets getting DeGrom back, and it will be awesome. But from one to five, you look through the rotations. Whose rotation is better with Degrom and Scherzer, back? With the and Scherzer. Yeah. He'd probably lean Mets. Yeah. But dude, if, if we're talking about depth. Yeah. One
0: through four to get through the regular season. I, I do. It, I would depend on McGill and like, there's a so lot of questions he with the Mets of five. Yeah. And he, again, he's nuts. Nuts. <laughs> it's it the, is, <laughs> it is nuts. And I, and bullpen wise, I mean, Braves probably know? have the advantage,
1: right? I they mean, do. they have to have the advantage. This, but the Mets bullpen has been great, though. I it mean, they're been been both great. great. It's we're splitting hairs here. So, Mets fans probably heard, No, our, bullpen our bullpen's better, great, but your bullpen's they're great. both, I'm sure, they're both great. They're both Edward great. Diaz is amazing. We're, Don't we're get mad. Hands up. We're not trying <laughs> to do anything.
0: <laughs> William Contreras, too, by the way. What, and I love what the way Clay framed Clay Snowden, one of our writers, just baseball.com. More than Wilson's brother is, is what he said, you know, in the article that we had put out on William Contreras. And I mean, it's, it's true. 987 OPS now in 30 games, he looks like a legitimate bat for them. Even with Albie's out, we talked about it. You mentioned like, I, I we both agree Orlando Arcia can fill in and he's filling in. He's been great. This team is crazy. I Back to your point. Does it matter for the Braves? I think it doesn't matter for the Mets. I, if they go into a three-game yeah, set, man, I know it, theoretically you have to grom and are healthy. You should absolutely wash whoever in a three-game series. But the, the Mets in a three-game where, where it's more likely than anything can happen, that freaks me out. If I'm the Mets, I, I'm going all in on trying to get to clinch that, uh, that first spot and be in the driver's seat because we know the Mets love to just fall apart when it hurts the most. So, um, I mean the Braves, if they really want to upend the Mets, it it would be great for them, but I agree with you. All the Braves need to do. They proved it last year in terms of just their ability to play in the postseason, their experience. And now, you know, what they have
1: going on, they just got to make the playoffs
0: for the Mets. I think it's way more important for them to win the division.
1: Agreed. And don't you think right now, the Braves look like a world series team to me, they have no weaknesses. We were just gushing about the Yankees. Where's the Braves weakness. Ed is playing poorly right now, by the way, too. And he's, of course, going to get better. He's still adjusting. Like, Ozzy Albies went down. Didn't matter. Not even a little bit. RC is, like, better than him right now. Yeah, I know. And he is. You go to the bullpen. Top down. Everyone chucks. It's still a nightmare in there. And then the rotation from one to five. Freed is one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball. I think right. we know that now. That's just yeah. Max Fried is that dude. He's yeah. he's like in the 11 to 15 range of pitchers. Yes. Like, he's settled right in
0: there too. He's,
1: he's a walking quality start. Walking quality start. Chuck Nasty. He's back. Slowing down a little bit, but still, you know that you're going to get some good outings down the stretch from Chuck Morton. Kyle Wright looks like a definitive. I mean, he had a rough start to give about five earned, but I'm not that worried. Just one rough start. I think doesn't. he's
0: a solid middle rotation arm.
1: I think he's like a very good two. He could be the way he's been looking. He could be. And then you have Spencer Strider, who looks like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, he throws freak pitches. No, not even, not even just like his performance, but like his thighs, like just yeah. like his essence on the mound. He's glowing because of how that, thick he is.
0: That was a guy. That was a guy <laughs> that we talked about in Pensacola as well. They saw a lot of him last year and they were like, thank God he's gone. Yeah. Like they, they were like, that was the worst. It was the worst facing him because even if, it, like, the fastball would just ascend and the slider was disgusting. And now he's mixing in a changeup a little Case bit. Breaker. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. He looks like right handed Rodon. <laughs> yeah, he does, except without running out of gas after five starts in the season. So, like, oh, we'll, that, see. That, we'll, yeah, see. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, that is true. How do they, that's what I'm interested to see. Can he sustain the larger workload now that they're stretching him out, maybe using him more as a starter,
1: you know, but what's even, that going to look like? But even then Jack was just talking about how good Kyle Muller looks in A and even yeah. too. two, they have a lot of other arms that, you know, let's say Strider, you know, gets hurt or something, or just a velocity ticks down, or maybe they want to transition him back to the bullpen. To save skip his a inning. Start. Don't yeah. worry. You got other arms. Don't worry about yeah. it. They're so good, bro. They're so good. Last Braves point, Michael Harris is second
0: in all of the National League in F-4 in June. Uh, mm-hmm. We know he's an elite defender in center. The guy keeps hitting. I mean, what a development for, for the Braves to have this guy doing what he's doing in center field. Uh, it's really kind of unlocked a lot for the rest of their team. So the final answer on this, what I agree, I don't think it matters as much. Uh, really for either team, like they could, they could both be fine, but will the Braves catch the Mets I'm going to, dude, I, I, I go both ways. I've been thinking about this all day. What was my final answer going to be on this? And I think there's a level of like the Braves know that it doesn't necessarily matter for them as much. I think the Mets just will keep their foot on the gas and they're going to be aggressive in the trade market. Whereas the Braves, I think they're pretty happy where they're at and and are probably going to keep going with what they're going with. I think the Mets pull it off, but I think the Braves are going to make it really
1: interesting. I agree. I'm on the same boat. I do think that the Mets win this division. And I we were just gushing over the Braves, but to give the Mets some credit, the Mets are just as good as the Braves, if not better when they get Scherzer and Necrom. Yeah, they I think there's I think they're the best I, team in the National League potentially with with those guys back. Agreed. I would say that the Mets win this division, but it's going to be close in the end. Like I think it's decided by like two or three games. I think they're both 94 to 96 win teams and it's maybe 96 to 94 wins. I think it's going to be
0: similar to like the Dodgers Giants situation last year, you know, where the Giants really knew they needed to kind of they needed to win the division. I know it's different playoff structure now, but they knew they needed to win it. It was going to be tough if they didn't. And, and I think it's kind of similar with with the Mets here and they're going to keep their foot on the gas. And I mean, we saw the giants really keep their foot on the gas. They went out and got Chris Bryant. They went on, got made all these moves, you know, to to, to try to really keep ahead of of what is a juggernaut of a team real quick on the Mets. What what has really stood out to you with with them? Because for me, it's how do they keep winning without like legitimate consistency in their starting rotation? Like even Chris Bassett has been wishy-washy at times. Uh, Carlos Carrasco looks good. Uh, but I mean, it's not like he's shoving, uh, David Peterson. He carved the Marlins. I don't really count that. Uh, and then the bullpen as, as we've mentioned, has been good, but like how does a Braves team that has been missing Scherzer Degrom, and Tyler McGill just continue to win ball games? Like you'd expect that the the holes in the rotation would catch up to them a little bit, but they just haven't. It's been amazing to watch.
1: And they really can hit. I mean, they, they that's really, really, what it really can hit, too. And the defense looks pretty solid out there, too. So they're just a very sound unit overall that if DeGrom and Scherzer goes down, that's why this is a Mets team that is just completely different from every other Mets team, like almost yes, it's, in it's, the past two decades, because this Mets team even when they're at the worst, they can still win ball games at the top of the lineup. I mean, think about it for a second: Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso. Not a lot of better one, two, three, four combos in and, baseball. And the way McNeil's been swinging it, like, I, yeah, it, I didn't even name him, and he hits in the, like, in the one or two or two. Is or that three hole?
0: Or difficult or out. Do. difficult yeah. out. To, and that's what I was thinking about with 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 the Mets. Is like, can we stop shifting so many of their guys? But and by the way, the the Mets are are. The fourth best or fifth best in baseball when it comes to strikeout rate, which I think is extremely important because they just put the ball in play and then they've got the big boppers in the middle of the order and they just put a lot of pressure on pitchers. It's like they're always trying to pitch out of a jam. Still, basis. When I look at when I look at the Mets, can we stop shifting Jeff McNeil? Jeff McNeil is hitting 400 against the shift this year and they keep shifting him. The guy just chokes and pokes Uh, same with Alonzo. He keeps beating the shift so that they're, if you keep shifting the Mets, they're going to keep killing you. And uh, they're just feasting offensively getting by with the pitching. Scherzer might be back this week, man. I mean, the, the Mets could be, if we get a Yankees Mets world series, I mean, that might be one of the best things. I don't know how uh, the general population thinks, but I think that could be one of the best things for baseball. And that's coming from a a Florida guy who grew up hating the Mets and everybody hates the Yankees. I, I think it would be one of the most electric things in baseball. Imagine DeGrom and Cole and Scherzer and Nestor and Tyone and like everybody. It would just be so much Severino. It would just be so many good arms, so many good bats.
1: I think the best series for baseball would be Yankees Dodgers just from yeah. coast to coast, it includes everybody. And the Dodgers have so many stars, includes California, New York, all that. But I think the second best option, weirdly, even though they're in the same state, is Yankees-Mets. You put the Yankees in there. I'm sorry. I know you're probably listening. You're like, God, I can't stop talking about the Yankees. I understand. I get it. But it, the fact of the matter is that the Yankees in the World Series is better for baseball. It's just a fact. So you involve the Yankees in a couple of teams in the National League. I had one, though. And the Angels aren't going to make it. And this may be a good segment. And that's our next topic. Yeah, that's our next topic. Is that Angels-Mets, I feel like, could be a great series <laughs> if it were ever to happen. But the problem with the Angels is they do not look like the team that has Mike Trout, Ohtani, just litany of incredibleness throughout their roster. This is not the same roster that we're used to seeing. No, not, not at all. And which is
0: really funny, by the way, my roommate- placed a bet on the he's not a huge baseball fan and placed a bet on the angels to win the world series right around May 16th. And since then they've lost 24 games in like 35 days. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So what happened for them to lose 24 games since May 16th? Obviously they lost Rendon. Obviously the pitching has, has, Taking a step back a little bit, but I don't think people realize, Peter, and you and I were talking about this, just how bad these lineups have been with some of their guys out. They were already giving up a little bit with some of their spots in the lineup, and that was okay because you have some of the best hitters in the game. But with with Rendon out now, with Brandon Marsh, you know, not quite playing it the way we were hoping and expecting. You're giving a lot of at-bats. I mean, really, Luis Ranjifo, Andrew Velasquez, those are everyday players for you right now. I mean, Tyler Wade had 135
1: at-bats coming into today. Matt Duffy has been I was somebody that's in the lineup Matt every Duffy. single day. It's like fourth sometimes. I mean, he's yes. right in the thick of their lineup, and it's Matt Duffy who's slugging 292 this year. That can't happen. It can't
0: happen. And so, I mean, I don't think people realize that, I mean, let me take you through the OPSs of these guys: Renjifo, six oh three; Velasquez, four ninety three; Tyler Wade, five thirty three; Matt Duffy, cleanup hitter Matt Duffy, six oh four. Doesn't matter how good the best guys in your lineup are, when you're giving up, I would say below replacement level, uh, you know, performance, and four of your nine lineup spots, you're in big trouble. And that's exactly what we're seeing. They can't score runs. How are you gonna How are you gonna string together hits when only three guys in your lineup can really hit? And if there's a lefty, it's really less because Otani can't really hit lefties this year. Jared Walsh has no ability to hit lefties. We know that he crushes righties, can't hit lefties.
1: And just about Jared Walsh, real quick. Jared Walsh is has like a 750 OPS. He's not killing the ball either. No, no. and they really, need him only- to, they need him to be like like insane All Star level for them to stay afloat right now, and he just hasn't been. exactly. The really only people that they're getting per, per production from is taylor ward who's been on the shelf this year mike trout and shohei otani and also otani as a hitter has not been great he's been good not been great and he needs to be he needs to be he needs to be mvp otani for them them to win and so many things have to work and they're just not working if not now when angels (laughs) here's my question before we
0: move on to you know some some teams that we're going to talk about their direction what do you do if you're the Angels? I mean, they've worked so hard to build pitching depth and their system is so far improved in that regard. But they still don't have a very good system overall. I think Joe Adele is a trade chip for them at this point. And I think the fact that he's not in the lineup every day uh, kind of says enough when, when you're looking at how bad they are, uh in terms of you know where what they want to do with him. Do you go make a trade and try to to salvage this season you have or to. So you you think that they should try to salvage this season? And for context, before before I tee up the thirty three and thirty seven uh, baseball reference, I don't put a lot of stock into this, but just just for context, uh, has a fourteen percent chance roughly for them to make the playoffs. And in the division, as we are recording this, uh, I'll pull up how many games they are back. As you answer, oh here I
1: got it, I got it right got here. It? The, the Angels are ten games back of the Astros, but they still are in second place.
0: So. What's your perspective on that? I mean, do you still try to push the chips forward? It's early. It's only 70 games into the season. We're less than halfway there.
1: But I mean, this team looks lost. Here's my thing. You have to. You have to. trade Joe Adele, maybe go get Tyler Malley like we mocked. You have to do something because Shohei Otani is going to be a free agent. And he is going to command upwards of $50 million a year. He already came out and said he's going to want more than Scherzer. Of yeah. course, because that as a pitcher, he's slightly worse than Scherzer, but he also hits, and he's the fastest player. I mean, it's yeah. he, he has to get paid like nobody else. In We've this. never seen anything like and it. And you can't value him. You can't value him. You can't. And the Angels are locked into Rendon. They're locked into Trout. They're locked into these guys. They have enormous contracts. They're not going to be able to pay Otani. You have to go in all right now while you have the unicorn. While you have Trout in his prime, while you have Taylor Ward playing well, and how much longer is Syndergaard going to be at least serviceable? Like he's already jumping off a cliff here.
0: And he's a free agent after this year as well. And I don't know if that, you know, if they're going to bring him back, there might be an interesting option in that deal. I don't have it in front of me, but here's the other thing about it, too, is they don't need to go crazy, man. Like they just need like some solid platoon guys. Take the Giants approach go get Jordan Luplo and, and platoon him. And and, like, if you look at his numbers against lefties, he's been great. He can play all over the field. I really think this lineup just needs guys who (laughs) simple. Simply put don't suck. If you have a bunch of 700 OPS guys and you can play the splits, don't score enough runs. It's just right now you have automatic outs in that lineup. I know Velasquez has been phenomenal defensively, but like, That's not what they need. They have automatic outs in the lineup and and there's nothing you can do about that. If you're Mike Trout, trust me, he's, he's doing everything he can as of the last few games. And I know he went through the slump and that was a big reason why they hit the wall, because if Mike Trout's slumping in that lineup, forget it, you're cooked, but I I agree. I think you go with some of the lower cost moves. You can try to make the one splash if the price is right, but you can go get loop lows and, and platoon guys that I think could easily fill for you. If the Marlins keep sputtering, tell me Garrett Cooper doesn't help that team immensely. Like that is a team that that could use guys like that. And all of a sudden it changes their outlook. They don't need that much. I just think right now there's just, they're just bleeding out in certain areas. Like very few other teams are, it's a very top heavy team. Uh,
1: As top heavy as any we've probably ever seen. Exactly. as top heavy as we've ever seen. And how is that going to work for them? They need to deepen this team. And unfortunately now Rendon is out for the year. And now we have to have the discussion. Like, is this the worst contract in the majors? I mean, besides Strasburg, besides Corbin, I mean, at least Corbin's pitching. You know, (laughs) like Rendon doesn't play. And he, I mean. Man, he signed this enormous deal, and he just. has feel like any it, it sucks too because, it, <clears throat> excuse me, you know Rendon wants to play. You know, like you know Rendon doesn't
0: want to be hurt, but this is a horrible contract. And they just—the good news is they get out from under Upton's contract, which is about 26, 28 million after this year. They just finished off with Albert Pujols. But this is not getting cheaper anytime soon. Thirty-six million this year, Peter. Thirty-eight million next year. 38 million in 2024, 38 million in 2025, 38 million in 2026. He's a free agent in 2027. That is a long time of financial commitments to a guy who is 32 and unable to stay healthy. What's he going to look like at 35, 36? I hope it's better, but I wouldn't bet on it. And I sure as hell wouldn't bet 38 million on it.
1: It's also in his wrist. That ain't good either. Swinging third base. That ain't good. Wrist stuff. No, no, no.
0: I feel for him, man. And, and, and that's going to really hurt the angels. And again, this is looking like it could be one of the worst contracts we've seen in in baseball history, really. Uh, Hopefully he can write that ship. He's got some time, but it's backloaded and it's 38 mil every year uh, until we have flying cars, essentially. Although we were supposed to have those like five years ago. Uh, But last thing, a team, two teams that, You know, we always talk about we're just like, well, you know, what's the deal with these teams? The Tigers and the Royals, both very obviously not making the playoffs this year, both very obviously not trying to make the playoffs at this point anymore. The Tigers were more aggressive. They went out and they paid Javier Baez. They paid Eduardo Rodriguez and uh, Rodriguez is currently on the restricted list. And Javier Baez might as well be on the restricted list. And they're not playing well. The Royals. They've got young guys, they're starting to hit. There's signs of life, but at the end of the day, they can't pitch. Their team's not that great. And both are in a weird spot where how soon are they going to be competitive? We're going to kind of hash this out. One, what direction they're heading in, two, who would you rather be? Uh, you know, moving forward? Which team would you prefer to have moving forward? And I think that's going to be a really interesting conversation. Real quick though, Peter, before we forget a message from our friends at Loop who now there's a lot of different stuff we can buy on the loop, and a reminder that if you use the link in our description, you get twenty dollars towards what is just baseball cards at your fingertips all the time. Uh, there's stores basically running live streams at all times. Use the link, you get twenty dollars. You can buy and rip packs for anything you want. New tops just came out. New Panini baseball just came out. There's a ton of stuff. I recently got a couple of DMs from folks who just pulled some fire on there. Somebody else pulled a Khalil Watson auto, which is insane. And don't tell anybody that he has a 45% K rate because his card is still worth a thousand bucks. So just sell that thing really quick. Uh, but people are pulling some fire and uh, the link in our description gets you 20 bucks. I just got my, I just got back in town. i got my Oscar Colas auto out of 250. Hold on. Oh, that's fire! It's a redemption card. We were in the same one. You, what did you pull? Oh, you pulled the yeah. Dustin Harris auto, right? The
1: Dustin Harris auto. So, well, first I got about all these, but yeah, here it is.
0: That's so you, card. yeah, there you go. He is raking. By the way, for I think he's gonna get called up this year for the Rangers. And you and I both pulled the autographs on on a live stream uh, with our friends at Wild Card Trading, and uh, and then. Colby tried to get in and get an auto, and I think he, he got a horrible
1: one. Which was no, pretty funny. no, I thought I thought he got I thought he got multiple autos, they just weren't as good as these two. As ours, Oscar Colas, yeah. Beast for the White Sox, and and that's what I'm talking about. Like you can use your twenty dollar card and just go open a pack, and like this is a hundred and sixty dollar card, and yeah. with it's probably going to appreciate in value. Like I would hold use, it. You just download the link, click the twenty dollars, buy one of the Bowen packs. And you could land one of these. Yes. Like it's an absolute no brainer. And then you could never use it again if you did not want to. You're going to get hooked like me because it's so much fun just yeah. ripping cards. And it's even if you're not ripping cards or not spending a dime, it's so much fun to just watch the live streams, watch them talk, look at the chat. It's kind of similar to Twitch. Just fun, man. It's and you get fun. Some free money to click it. Why not?
0: I want to shout out. Uh, I hope I say it right. Nick Faber, who, who sent me a DM and said, hey, arm, I used the $20 from JB on loop. And then in parentheses, thank you. No, thank you. Cause it helps us when you download it. Uh, here are the cards I pulled. Wander Franco rookie card, which it's like a super, it's, it's like a unique one. It's super cool. And then a Vladdy Jersey card with wow. their $20. And so nice pull Nick. And thanks for sharing that with me. I'll I'll shoot you a message back on, on Twitter, but I'm, I'm answering it on, on the podcast first. But what I want to answer now is what team is, is really has the brighter future because I'll set the stage prospect wise, you know, we, and then, you know, we can talk a little bit about the, the big league side of things. Torkelson starting to show signs of life. You and Jack talked about Riley green for the tigers. Those are two of the best prospects in baseball. Torkelson technically graduated Riley green, arguably number one or two prospect, uh, depending on if Adelaide technically graduated both elite elite. I would say both have pitching questions because other than Tarek Scoble, Matt Manning hasn't progressed. Casey Mize. Now, Tommy, John, Eduardo Rodriguez isn't your long-term answer pitching-wise and didn't look good when he was on the field. Uh, And I think it's even worse for the Royals. Royals, though, offensively, Bobby Wood Jr. is starting to really get it going, looks really good. MJ Melendez is a stud. I love MJ. And they've got a lot of other prospects that are really interesting, and I'll get more into that in a second. But what team do you think is heading in the better direction? Like, who, who would you buy stock in if
1: you had to pick one? I would buy stock in the Tigers. I would buy stock in the Tigers because at least the Tigers will spend on their team, right? I mean, they're it's not like the Royals have this incredible farm system that's miles ahead of of the Tigers. I mean, the Tigers, you know, when we talk about arms, they still got Jackson Job down there who could be yep. disgusting. You know, they have other arms as well. Like what
0: Wilmer Flores, who is also related to Wilmer Flores has been nasty as well pitcher also.
1: Find me a Royals arm that you fully believe in. Um... I can't. I'm looking at our top prospect
0: rankings right now. I'm looking at our in, just
1: baseball top prospect I, don't I believe, believe in, in Tarek Skubal. I believe in Jackson Job, even though he hasn't shown much yet. And then again, I believe heavily in Brady Singer. So, you know, Jackson Job could, you know, fall off, but he has a disgusting breaking ball and he has good stuff and he's he's projected to be a big time pitcher. I,
0: I'll, I'll bet on Jackson job uh, Agreed.
1: And Matt Manning, you know, and Casey Mize, like Casey Mize is out for the year, which is just terrible. That sucks for Casey Mize. And Matt Manning, of course, is, is still just what does matt manning even do i haven't checked it he's in hurt on him. he's hurt he no. was struggling
0: and then he got hurt like i yeah i recently checked back and it's been tough because i loved matt manning but you know then you look at the royals though i agree like i'm tigers pitching wise they also have ty madden who i thought was a great pick for them uh you know kind of fell in the draft and, and they stole him i would say the only royals arm that i'm really excited about is frank massacato and he is so far away like so far away but they do have nick prado Vinny pascantino uh, which I think are two of the best, you know, mashers in the minors right now. And then of course, Nick Lofton, if people are like, why didn't you mention Ace Lacy? Ace Lacy's kind of been a disaster. Uh, he's just not really been good over the last two years since he debuted. I agree. I think the Tigers are the answer, but, but, but there's but. a, but the Royals are going to be loaded lineup wise, and they're not tied up to 140, what is it, 140 million for Javier Baez and another, how much 80 million? For uh, Was it 80 or 120 for Eduardo? Oh, you're talking about
1: Eduardo. Um,
0: No, I was talking about Javi first, and then Eduardo um, I thought was 80.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It's like five for 80, I think. 77.
0: Five for 77. So, so I mean, that's more than $200 million tied up, you know, in in two guys that might not give you anything. And and I agree the Tigers are going to spend more, but how much are they going to spend when those contracts are tied up? Although the Royals do have some money tied up for three more years in Salvador Perez, which is not ideal either, although they're clearing up some money with Carlos Santana and others. The Royals have two trade chips that I think are going to be interesting. Andrew Benatendi rental. So may not get you as much, but if they could pull off a Nelson Cruz type of deal and try to steal a Joe Ryan, you know, an older pitching prospect, that would be huge for them. And then Michael a Taylor is playing himself into a little bit of a trade value as well. Elite defender, finally hitting the ball a little bit chasing the least he's ever chased best zone contact of his career. Who are the, who are the tigers going to trade? They just gave up prospects to go get Austin Meadows. He's been terrible.
1: What do they? Meadows hasn't been terrible. He just, yeah, he's been barely playing. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, with the Tigers, with the Tigers, unfortunately, they're kind of stuck in this position right now. But they do have players that we know will play better. Like, is Jonathan Scope going to be the worst hitter in baseball? No, no. Is is Jaime Candelario going to be the worst? No, no. What's much better? Is Javier Baez going to be the absolute worst? No, so all these guys just got off to terrible starts, and Spencer Torkelson hasn't hitting, so it looks like it's it's a complete, you know, graveyard of bats. But the lineup is much better than what it showed because actually, like guys like Harold Castro, you know, Willie Castro, you know, Victor Reyes, like these guys at the top of the lineup, they can they can hit. So I look down the lineup, and you talk about Prado and Pasquantino and Witt. But outside of that, there's not much. And if I raised you a green and a torque against those bats. Yeah. You know, they're right there, too. I I, I don't believe in any of these Royals pitchers, <laughs> but I believe in Scooble and I believe in Job. And is it yeah. fair to believe in Job and not some others? Maybe. But what do you want me to do? I'm watching all the Royals guys and I don't like any of them. I don't know what you want me to do.
0: Yeah. And, and they haven't proven to us that they can they can develop any of these guys. I mean, it's another I, thing. Brady Singer was the guy we loved the most, and he's the only one that's like actually provided any value on the mound, like at all. And he, he still hasn't even been that great. Seven. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, he, he looked good. <laughs> I, it is. It is rough. I I agree. I think the answer is the Tigers, and and the fact that we're even having the conversation, I think, is just a testament to just how bad they've been. Um, I mean, I don't think any of us expected them to have a six oh six team OPS, and that's after scoring twenty runs in two games. Yeah. Uh I agree. Scope's going to be better. Baez. We're not big believers in Javi Baez in terms of, of him being worth the contract, but he is a better than replacement level freaking player. Yes. Uh, and I think he can be that moving forward. But I will say i rather have Bobby Witt. Uh, but I do agree that this and also, by the way, Robbie Grossman getting going. Watch out for Robbie Grossman. The, the Tigers are the better team because Torkelson could legitimately be a 40 home run threat. Riley Green could be a superstar. And I think Bobby Witt can give you that. But. The other guys are kind of corner infield mashers. They're limited in other spots. I, I think the Tigers are the team moving forward. And, and that kind of leads me to the Royals to wrap up here, Peter. You texted me and you're like, I want to talk about the Royals and like what the hell they should do. What, what do you think the Royals should do? I, I'm sure you thought about it a little bit when you were getting your pump in. But I mean, you look at the team top to bottom. Salvador Perez looks like he's slowing down. I don't know. Maybe he'll have a crazy second half and make me eat my words, but he's got a 680 OPS and we know the defense is very spotty. MJ Melendez should be getting those ABs behind, behind or getting more starts behind the dish and continue to get his ABs. 791 OPS so far this year. He's actually catching pretty well. Whit Merrifield has basically played himself into being worthless. Uh, The only trade chips they really have are Ben Attendee, maybe if someone wants to take a chance on Nicky Lopez and Michael A. Taylor. What, what else are you really going to trade other than bullpen pieces? And they've got a long way to go rotation wise.
1: I just think this, they're at the beginning of a rebuild. That's what it seems like to me. They're at the beginning of a, of a rebuild. That's what it seems That's like. A, I mean, what have the last three years been? You know, like what? I mean, Arm, if they cannot develop pitching, they'll just never be good. It almost has to be like, you got to look at some coaching at the pitching coaches at some of the player development guys. I agree. They got to like scrap the whole thing. That's that's what I think needs to happen rather than even anything on the field. What do you do? So you draft all pitchers and then they just can't develop. I mean, you're just stuck in purgatory, like even if they start hitting, but they don't have anybody who can pitch they'll still never be good. So that's why it feels like they're in the beginning of a, it's still the beginning of the rebuild because the bats have not come up yet. Wit is just starting to hit. And then you look at the rotation. I don't like any of them. Like you need a full new rotation. I mean, you yeah, can stay, but I, I totally, that, that is true. man. And it, it
0: is unfortunate because you see the younger pieces starting to like matriculate and you're like, Oh, well, you know, maybe that, maybe that they're closer than you think. And, The word rebuild is crazy to hear because since they won 80 games in 2017, Peter, I'll take a year to year, 2018, they lost 104, 2019, they lost 103, 2020 shortened season. They go 26 and 34. And then last year, 74 and 88. So people are like, Oh, they're heading in the right direction. They go out and spend a little bit of money here and there. And then they take what looks like a step back this year, they're 24 and 42. I think they've got a fire date and more. I think they've got to overhaul the entire front office and they got to start this thing over because Bobby Wood Jr. Did not require development MJ Melendez. I'm not giving them credit for that. He made a major swing change that I know he put the work in himself to, to really grind that. And I'm sure they had some people within the org that have helped him. But at the end of the day, you're not seeing that really across the org. Vinny Pascantino is a freak show. I'll give them credit for identifying that guy, but you know, that's really it. They're not really developing dudes. And a lot of guys have really disappointed. So I would I would overhaul the whole thing. And, and I think you're right. I think you got to really just scrap this whole operation, build with the young core and, and start over with your from from top to bottom, like player evaluation, everything,
1: everything start over. I, I texted you. And I feel like this kind of sums it up best. I said, Aram, what the fuck are even the Royals? Like, what's their M.O.? What's the plan here? Because if you can never develop a pitcher and we're just supposed to hang our hats on, on these prospects, which we hope work, but, you know, prospects with Nick Prado and, and these guys aren't full-blown, like, guarantees. And these this isn't a top-10 system either. This isn't a top-10
0: system. With Bobby Witt graduate, this system is very average. So what are they doing? I
1: think like, they got to tear it down. I, I don't know what else to say. I know that's terrible to say, but they got to tear it down. They have to, or else... Because if you cannot develop pitching, no matter what you draft, no matter who you bring in, if you can't pitch, you can't pitch, and pitching wins championships. I, I agree. I agree. And look at the Yankees all these years. I mean, I hate to bring the Yankees back into it, but look <laughs> at the Yankees all these years. Now they bring in Matt Blake. It's clear that these pitching coaches help, and now pitching wins championships. They need help. I, I'm with
0: you. I sorry, Royals fans. We're burning that shit down if it's up to us. And, uh, I mean, like, the, here's the thing. The last thing I'll say on it. Daniel Lynch, 25. Brady Singer is 25. Chris Bubich is 24. It's not too late. Like, no. you've seen how, again, the Yankees, Marlins pitching coaches as well. Like, Sandy Alcantara was sent down uh, you know, a couple of years ago because his command was so spotty. Mel Stoudemire Jr. has taken 22nd round pick Pablo Lopez to another level. Sandy Alcantara, you know, is is a freak, but has kind of helped take his stuff to the next level. The right pitching coach. These guys are all talented. No one's debating that I could see Daniel Lynch go elsewhere and shove. I could see Brady Singer go to the right spot and shove. So find the right people to help lead these guys and go from there. Really, the only guy that's been a serviceable starter, I would say two of them. Jonathan Heasley's been pretty good. And Brad Keller
1: has been a fine back end of the road, like number five. If you really so bad, though, I mean, Keller lately, he started off hot and he's just gotten terrible. And Heasley, man, I watch him. And honestly, the first start I saw him, I said, that's not a major league arm. And while he has had good production, five, three fit just doesn't seem like a major league arm. It just seems like a triple a guy, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean,
0: you got to start all over here. And if I were them, I would try to cash in on the relievers. Like Scott Barlow could get you your best return. Josh Stomont, like that could do it for you. But geez, man. Uh, It it is tough because I was really hoping they'd take that next step this year. And, uh, you know, Alberto Mondesi going down stinks. But if you were relying on Alberto Mondesi, and I think all of us knew that Nicky Lopez was probably not going to repeat what he did last year, although he's been even worse than I think we even expected. But any final thoughts on the
1: very depressing Royals? No more final thoughts. I just, I'm worried that if they don't do something drastic, it's going to be the, Quote unquote beginning of a rebuild for the next half decade, which it already seems like it's been. So they better, you better do it now <laughs> before to, it's to Credit the Royals. And just before we wrap again, they did win a World Series. That is, is true. Incredible. They won a World Series in 2015. So the Tigers didn't. So the Royals at least have that in their back pocket. You know what? We won a World Series and we had to tear it down. We're not a team that spends big money. And now we're just in a very long rebuild until we get back up there again. And I think
0: Dayton Moore is kind of riding that still like that's the only reason why he keeps getting chances. But I I think, you know, the time has passed. We've seen a lot of World Series winning GMs and executives, uh, you know, ride that out and then get canned and and get canned again. So I think it might be time for a new face uh, of the Royals. And and we'll see if they decide to make that decision at some point this year or by the end of the year. That'll do it for today's episode.
1: What do we got tomorrow, Peter? I think we got to talk about some college baseball because the, you know, the the rounds are ending. We're almost getting to the championship final. I mean, it's we're getting to the World Series, baby. I mean, the College World Series, it's been phenomenal. Stanford is out. Texas I, is out. I mean, it's incredible. It's these teams that we didn't think that would get there are really hitting well, but I don't want to ruin it. We're going to talk about it all tomorrow after it's all done. I mean, it's not all done yet, but to get you ready for the final. I'm so excited. I, I've really enjoyed it,
0: you know, trying to balance keeping up with that and the, in the big leagues, of course, but it is really fun tuning into those games. I will say the pace of play can get a little bit slow at times in college, uh, but, and too many like useless inside moves to second base with no throw. Like, please stop that. But other than that, I I've loved college baseball. It has been so much fun. The ball's been flying. So if you're, if you're like, Oh, there's no offense in Omaha, which I could understand as a turnoff, not this year, the ball is freaking flying. So definitely tune into tomorrow's episode. I know a lot of people like want the little crash course. We'll get you kind of briefed on on everything you need to know and, and kind of get you ready to go for the end of the college world series, which is always so fun, so much passion, so much energy. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow, Peter. You can sign us off.
1: Yeah, why don't you go check out our TikTok at just baseball fans, of course, on Twitter at just BB Media. And you should go follow our Twitter and our Instagram in particular at just baseball show, because that's where we're doing the mailbag. So Arm and I are going to be back next Wednesday. Cause we do it every other week, the mailbag where we answer all of your guys's questions. Um, that's it. I mean, I might as well just say with that. Thank you, everybody.